the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Financial creep. And I think you probably know where I'm going out with this. Cell phones, cable bills, expensive computers, expensive cars. The inflation that we hear about on Wall Street isn't just a textbook conversation. It's It hits us in our lives. I have a family of four. And when I go out to dinner and it's nothing fancy, I'm like, whoa. That was like a romantic date where I went over the top, but I'm with my two boys and spouse. And the financial creep angle hits me. My father, I still remember this very, very clearly from 35 years ago. He had six kids. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six children. And I think it it wore on. And what I mean by that is I think the financial obligations sucked. Because as you're paying for your kids to have dinner, you're like, yeah, I used to hang out with beautiful women and have dinners. And your kids are not very grateful. And they like things like cherry Cokes that they slurp through in 10 seconds. But the whole financial creep angle that I'm bringing up right here is that I remember when my dad would get the check from the waiter. And we didn't go out to eat often. I would say we probably went out twice a month at most. But he would get the bill and he would do a double take. Almost as if he was like Wiley Coyote and his eyes popped out of his head. And it was just it was it's the financial creep. So one area that I'm gonna talk about right now is financial creep in you. Try not to engage in it. Do you remember when we used to buy two hundred dollar smartphones? And then it was a $400 smartphone. There was an $800 smartphone. Now we're pretty good walking our way with $1,400. There's one guy that I really look up to at the radio station because he doesn't play that game. He's got a 10-year-old flip phone from Nokia that he's totally fine with. For him to take text a message takes him a good few minutes. Because it's got the keyboard that you have to rotate through the letters, the ABC. So if you want C, you have to tap it twice while it it flips through. And it's got a slow processor. But cell phones are a way of life that Americans turn to for streaming video, playing games, applying for jobs, much, much more. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe financial creep in cell phones is okay because we're gearing so much of our life into it. 
Americans spend on average $906 a year, $1,281 for a married couple on cell phone services. Add in your kids, and that's $2,000 plus. Easy. So you can kind of see where... Do you remember back when phone plans were geared towards number of minutes, number of data, how much data? And then it went unlimited voice, focus on the data. Then it went unlimited voice, unlimited data. And if you ever went over, it was like it ruined your life to the point that you would get a phone call from a, a spammer and you'd go, do you know how much money you're costing me? And you'd lose your cool. So I think it helps if you do things wisely in life. Um, try to pick a plan that's right for you. The right unlimited data plan, data, data, data. Streamers and non-streamers alike have a multitude of choices, whether it's AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon. I've always looked at Verizon as my choice because I've always liked the quality of the phone connection, and I don't feel it's cheap. So right there, I'm admitting to you that I've got a little bit of vanity. T-Mobile always felt cheap to me. It never felt right. It always felt like, ooh, you're on a T-Mobile plan. Sorry, something bad would happen in your life. But T-Mobile's essential unlimited plan costs $27 per line per month for a family of four. For a grand total of $105 a month, it comes with unlimited talk and text. When it comes down to data, you get 50 gigabytes of high-speed data a month. Once you go over that, that's where you get into trouble. It's really strange that in 2021, I moved from the peninsula to Marin. And one of the pros and cons is I get no cell service. I'm not living in a hippie commune. I'm not doing anything like that. But there's no cell service. I'm in a, a dead zone. And I kind of like it. Um, I don't get irritating calls anymore at 10 o'clock asking for my car service plan. Or my car warranty. This is an important message. I shop my phone plan on a pretty regular basis now. I don't just go, give me whatever you got. Once a year, I look at everything in my life, whether it be insurance, whether it be phone plans, cable bills, streaming costs, because there's financial creep. During COVID, I let media services creep kind of unabated because my family, we, we were the kind of the shut-ins. I just booked my first plane trip in two years. But during 2020, we didn't move. We did not. Like, we, we hung out in the mountains. I know you're saying, you're kind of a loner. Kind of. Me and my kids, we got in the bunker. <clears throat> COVID didn't get us. But family plans are a great way to go. I have a son who wanted a phone, so we got him a watch. And now that watch is going to be given to his younger brother in the same original box. And he's going to get a phone. I'm not giving them two devices. This is for after school and 
sports where they can call in case they get left on a field. Um, just too much money. It's just, it's too much creep. You know what I'm saying? So I've not switched to a new carrier. I still have that image in my head that Verizon's the right way to go. But with insurance, I'll change insurance. I check my homeowner's policy every year. I talk to my insurance company typically every two years, seeing to make sure that nothing major has changed. Did you get a flood? Did you get water damage? Is that covered or not? I like doing it the day after my birthday. The Monday after my birthday, because that, that's what I do every year for the last 20 years now. It's my little financial checkup. There's phone companies like Mint Mobile that if I were younger, I would certainly consider for $15 a month. You get four gigabytes of data and unlimited calls and text. Monthly prices range from $15 if you commit to a 12-month plan to $25 if you commit to a three-year plan. Not against saving money. Not against coupons. Now, here's where yeah, I don't use coupons on things that I don't actually buy. Hmm. Financial creep is a financial problem for a lot of people. Don't let it happen to you. Not too crazy. Keep it in check if you can and check up on your finances on a regular basis. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So let's kill a little time this weekend watching a little media. There's a slight controversy that Squid Game creators and actors came to Hollywood to celebrate the Asian breakthrough in the Asian community. And what was interesting was an American reporter. You can imagine, good-looking woman, a couple fake parts on her body, um, doing an interview. And she asked the main actor, who has an interpreter, because he's from South Korea. She asked him, what's it like to come out of your house and be recognized now? And he just looked puzzled, because uh, it wasn't lost in translation. It was just stupid. She didn't realize that he was a 25-year actor who was wildly famous already and always had problems coming out of his home, just not in America. Now, he didn't take the jump to America as obvious. She didn't take the, oh, he's done other projects as obvious. What that got me thinking about financial issues is sometimes we can be kind of blinded by thinking we know what's right and what's wrong. We kind of assume this must have made him wildly famous, and look what's happened. What's interesting about Squid Game is it's starting to show a trend in media around the world. A couple of years ago, the movie Parasite came out, and it won an Academy Award. And it won the Academy Award as Best Foreign Picture. And when you see it, you kind of forget, like, wow, this is just wildly creative. You forget it's a foreign film on some levels. But Gangnam Style 
Parasite and Squid Game is all the references I have to South Korea. Um, and Gangnam Style becomes this massive YouTube hit. And you're like, okay, who is this side guy? I have to do a radio show and I could play this on the air. And Gangnam is kind of like the Beverly Hills of South Korea. Which is kind of interesting because all these things have a tie into money. Gangnam Style live in like Beverly Hills. And then Squid Game, you could win millions and millions of dollars, but you have to kill your fellow um, people who are in debt. Countrymen, I guess, is the right way of saying that. Um, there's an issue with debt that we feel very, very uncomfortable with. So it makes for good entertainment. How much financial strain is there in South Korea? A lot is the idea. So recently I've been taking a look at their debt levels because their media levels is telling you, like, this is a big issue. The rich are so rich that they can pay poor people to kill each other for entertainment. Household debt levels in South Korea are amongst the highest in the world. Interesting, right? In 2021, the total amount of debt that South Koreans ran up exceeded the country's GDP by 5%. The U.S., for comparison, has a much lower debt-to-GDP ratio, 80% below in the first quarter of the year. And we think we live extravagantly on monies not made. South Korea is doing something crazy. And it shows their media. Property prices gains in South Korea have outpaced wage gains. Does that sound familiar? Soaring household debt levels are partially tied to soaring property prices. Seoul, where about half the population of South Korea lives, saw a spike of 22% in home prices in 2020. So it's not just here, and it's not just California. High levels of household debt are rapidly rising and pushing real estate prices, driven by very low interest rates, creating significant potential economic risks. We won't know this year. We'll know in 10, 20 years, did we do a bad thing by keeping interest rates so low for so long? Pushing people like me who have access to money, even access to more money. I live in a home that as a child I would never have dreamed of. In California, yeah, I'm just one of the, the – I have many neighbors who have nicer homes, you know? And that's pretty cray-cray because it comes with a lot of debt. South Korea has the high, very high self-employment rate, which means many workers are vulnerable to economic downturns. You know how corporate America has gone independent contractor on us? It's a plus and a minus. The big minuses are they go independent contractor on you so they don't have to pay your health care and social security taxes. You do. And that saves big corporations big money. The downside, the upside is it gives you a lot of flexibility. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're changing jobs. Maybe you're jumping from city to city. The downside is when there is a downturn, you're the first to go. South Korea's economy grew spectacularly from the late 1970s through the 1990s, creating wealthy 
wealthy, wealthy middle classers. Stable job for life career paths. 1997, 1998, there was something called the Asian flu, which was a financial crisis. It, it wasn't a flu, but it spread like the flu because of debt levels. South Korea's social safety net is not strong enough. And it caused a lot of pain. So the suicide rate in South Korea is remarkably high. It's the highest suicide rate of all developed nations. So now when you see Squid Game and you see people killing each other for a chance to win something like $40 billion, it gives a different perspective, right? High suicide rate, high debt rate, a lot of independent contractors, no social security net. And the government's having no luck trying to curb debt of citizens. I think debt is a relationship. And you need to have a very intimate relationship with your debt. I do. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I think I told the story a hundred times. If I've told it a million times, I've told myself not to exaggerate. But when I dated Juliet out of college, her dad pulled me aside at one point and said, Rob, you're going to have debt for your whole life. You're going to have a mortgage probably on the day you die. And it was his way of saying, I see that you're getting into money and let the old man teach the young boy a, a trick. Be comfortable with your debt. Be able to service it. Um, I should probably update him that I turned out better than his daughter's husband. <laughs> But I didn't really need that advice, but I appreciate it because uh, I'm one of those people who keep report cards on where everyone lands. Uh, but do keep do keep a relationship with debt. Don't let it get the better of you. Be healthy with it. Acknowledge it's there. Service it. Don't let it get out of control. Don't spend more than you need to. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black Show. Questions about how to invest in your retirement? Check out robblackshow.com and get in on the conversation. Subscribe to the podcast and video channels. No one cares more about your money than you do. It's time to start to feel good about your financial future. robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. So it's that time of the year where we start thinking about the holidays and spending time with family, ordering our prescription drugs so that when we spend time with family, it's all good and nice and even. Okay, I'm kidding about that. Don't abuse drugs. Don't abuse prescription drugs. Um, but I was just talking to my producer and I said, do you know how much a round trip flight to New York City is this holiday season? And he was only off by 50%. It's $1,000. And what's happening is inflation. Um, fuel prices are inflating. Labor prices are inflating. And that puts the airlines in a crap position. Just awful. In large part because they just went through 2020 where they lost 20 not 20 billion, 30, not 30 billion, but $35 billion. Now, again, I think we get lost in numbers at times. We're like, how much did that shortstop make on a baseball team? 
did he just sign for a quarter of a billion, $250 million for 10 years? And you're like, whoa, it's heavy, right? Same thing is kind of happening in the overall economy where the big numbers just start kind of get lost on us. Again, I've already talked financial creep, taking out a family of four for dinner and going, oh, that used to be a a fun date night, kind of like that was blowing the budget. Now, a flight to New York City and back is $1,000 in large part because the airlines are dealing with, you've probably heard a lot of cancellations of flights because a lot of flight crews aren't there. They don't have enough crew to match up with enough demand and flights that have been scheduled. So now they're starting to pay a holiday time. They're starting to up the, the pay. They're doing everything they can. But fuel prices for jet fuel. And this just blows your mind. What do you think a gallon of jet fuel costs? I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. $2.27 a gallon. Now you're like, hey, wait, wait. My car gas is like $5 a gallon right now. I know, right? It seems like jet fuel should be more expensive than car fuel. For lack of a better, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm even saying that, but it feels like it should be. Because like these things keep us in the air. They stop the planes from coming, crashing down. The rise in fuel prices is definitely delaying the earnings recovery for the airlines. At a time where it sucks. Because they just went through a 2020. They've gone through COVID issues. And what's up with people like hitting flight attendants? Where, what, what's happened with it? Rage in the air. Is it the $1,000 price ticket has been too much for people? Or is it the, I haven't gotten out and I want to have done my way? Or is it the mask mandate? What is it? Personally, I think you should be uh, thrown in prison for a long time if you cause a ruckus on a plane. So, because here, here's me and my family. If someone starts yelling at a flight today, I'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing that on this side. Oh, no, 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 no. Southwest has boosted the ranks of backup crews with new hires and more staff coming back from leave. Over the weekend, Southwest offered flight attendants, ground crews, and others up to 120,000 frequent flyer miles worth more than $1,400 to work a certain number of shifts over the next two months. So, yes, I'm booking a flight during the holidays, and yes, I'm going cross-country part of that plays into the reopening trade right where we have pent up demand i'm going to spend more on this vacation than i would have on a vacation two years ago because of pent up demand americans for its part american airlines is offering flight attendants a minimum of 50 percent more pay for working holiday trips and triple pay if they also have perfect attendance through early january they're offering a thousand dollar attendance bonuses it seems ludicrous that we're talking about this, right? Wait, wait. You work at Southwest and they're going to give you 120,000 frequent flyer miles as a uh, air crew. And Americans paying bonuses if you show up on time, bonuses if you don't call in sick. Labor's in control right now. There's a fare tracking app, Hopper. Domestic fares will average $209 for a round trip around Thanksgiving. Down 13% from 2019. Christmas fares are set to average $390. That's all kind of interesting, right? 
I'm going all the way across country. So I look at my price ticket. I'm not that, that offended by it. But when you do a family of four, you're like, oh. Airline executives, for their part, are saying holiday bookings are strong and that they don't expect disruptions. U.S. airline bookings for between November 20th and November 25th are up 78% from last year. So more people are flying. We're getting back to reasonable levels of 2019. The discount airlines like Frontier and Spirit are above 2019 fares, um, flights, number of flights, whereas the boys are still scaling back into it, but they're within about 2 to 3%. So I guess that's good news on some levels, right? And it's, it's playing out the way we want it to as far as reopening, but the high energy prices are killing the airlines because they would be a lot more profitable. There will come a point where I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not paying $1,200 to fly cross country. If I'm doing that, I'm going to Australia, not New York. Um, of which, for the record, when I flew to Australia many, 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 many years ago, when I was a 21-year-old man, um, if you've never done this, you should do this once in your lifetime. An 18 to 24-hour flight is crazy. You get kind of delirious at, at, at some points where you're like, I feel like my feet should be on the ground at some point today. And it's just, you get a little, but that's when you're like a thousand dollars makes sense. Cause you're going over a really, 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 really big ocean. And you're going to a land of kangaroos, which for the record are nasty animals. They're kind of like deer. Um, and they tend to jump in front of cars. Just so you know, you can see a dead kangaroo on the side of the road quite often. I know you're saying, Robert, don't do that. Mr. Black, don't do that. Don't, don't ruin my idea of the romantic nature of um, Australia. No, it's, it's not all Croc Dundee. It's not all shrimp on the Barbie. There's dead kangaroos on the side of the road. Just letting you know. And uh, filthy animals. Filthy. So just between you and me. Um, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money and f investing and more. So this week... I think maybe in the last 10 trading days, this show has focused more on the effects of inflation than I, it did over 20 years. And it's because the inflation numbers are, are strong. And that's the story. One of the stories I, I would like to be doing, and I can't because inflation is too much of a, a hot topic, but companies like Tesla, NVIDIA, and Microsoft – the stocks are just going higher and higher and higher, and it's offensive. Um, it's almost like you don't have to have a brain to make gross amounts of money. You just go, hmm, I'm going to buy a stock. Hmm. Tesla looks good. It keeps hitting a new high. Hmm. Microsoft looks good. It's hitting a new high. And you just go with it to the point of, it, it plays into that, that trade, there is no alternative. Tina. Hi, I'm Tiny Talking Tina, and I love you. Tiny Talking Tina, one of the greatest, greatest episodes ever of The Twilight Zone. Where, I guess a dad was being pretty rough on his daughter. And her doll kind of gets revenge against Telly Savalas, the dad. I know you're saying, Telly Savalas. Is that Kojak? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he keeps hiding it and putting it, locking it up in chest. And Tiny Talking Tina keeps coming back and says, hi, I'm Tiny Talking Tina and I love you. And by the end, Tiny Talking Tina's like, and I hate you. 
and I'm going to kill you. So anyway, but in the world of investing, it's not Talia Savalas and Kojak. In the world of investing, Tina is there's no alternative. And when it comes to stock picking, one of the things I'll say when we get calls on the show, someone will call in and I loved Lawrence's call last week because he brought up a company that no one in the audience knows. I do. He does. But no one else. But typically, it's the stocks that everyone knows. You know, it's the Disney's. There's no alternative. Like, you can't think beyond that. So we are a little bit worried as the end of the year is happening. The professionals out there are worried that everything's melting up. And that's okay. It's a good problem to have. But know that <clears throat> there may be some heck to pay down the road. Um, they're now starting to say the chip shortage due to severe supply chain backlogs could extend through 2023. Oh, boy. Looking at the calendar, we're not in 2022 yet. So companies like NVIDIA... If they've secured enough chips, they could do well because there's going to be no discounts. If you don't buy it, someone else will. Just throwing that out there for you. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I think what I'm getting at here is the low interest rates on top of the supply chain gives some justification for Tesla, NVIDIA, and Microsoft to be way ahead of themselves. But it's also created a problem at the same time. Burger King's buying Firehouse subs for $1 billion. I don't care. Story misses me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. So last week I read... Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson, who's the guy who invented the word metaverse. And Snow Crash was a book which envisioned a future dominated by mega corporations and organized crime who basically want to dominate the real world as well as the computer-generated world accessible through virtual reality headsets. He invented the idea of metaverse, and in the last two weeks we've heard Mark Zuckerberg, metaverse, metaverse, metaverse. I saw my first metaverse commercial, and it was stupid. It's awful. It's not going to work for Facebook. But they're going to try. And they'll put billions and billions of dollars into it. They don't seem to have the right vehicle. They just seem to have the right idea that they want to own it. But without owning the phone, like Apple and Google do, asking people to put on headsets for prolonged periods of time, I don't see it lasting more than 15 minutes. Maybe 30 have you played the Oculus Rift game where you're going to be fighting Darth Vader with a lightsaber? It's pretty cool, but it's pretty repetitive after about three minutes. Um, Neil Stevenson has a new book out that I ordered right after I finished, Snow Crash. And the new book is called Termination Shock. And it kind of has a fun concept of bioengineering. But it's not as crazy as you think. It's taking on a climate change angle. And he talks about how it's not going to be a billionaire who takes matters in their own hands because governments would shut that down. 
but maybe it'll be like the island of Tonga will bioengineer in their part of the world. And other countries are can't do anything to stop it. Or maybe China. And one of the theories of getting the planet to cool down that he brings up in this book is creating artificial volcanoes to shoot sulfur into the air, basically creating cloud cover so the planet doesn't heat up. Um, and the premise is it's not it's not wackadoodle. It's not like, hey, I'm going to bioengineer a cow so that it doesn't fart and the methane goes in the air and the methane it's, – it's not trying to change the individual. It's creating real-life events more regularly. <clears throat> Volcanoes, when they erupt, tend to put a lot of ash in the air. That does lower the temperature of that region for a period of time until the ash comes down. Um, it's interesting because he's going on a media tour right now, and he's not the most accessible author. Um, his concepts are pretty high. Um, and he was talking about virtual reality, and he goes, the reality has been so far that most people don't like to hang out there in virtual reality for more than a short period of time. He says, that'll change as the technology gets better, but there's just inherent limitations on things like the problem of getting motion sickness, the problem of how do you move around. And there is a real problem there. You're basically stuck to a couch because if you walk around with a $1,200 computer on your head, you're going to eventually fall over in the real world. He's worked for companies like Magic Leap, Microsoft, and Apple. He thinks augmented reality is going to be bigger than virtual reality. In no way, shape, or form is he an investor that you should be confusing with, like with Warren Buffett. Um, he sits back and he watches in amazement. But he also has some critical notes, pretty big gap between what Facebook is actually doing, like running Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram, and the visions that they're talking about from the metaverse. So I don't know. There was too much type on it, so I read the book, and I guess it was fine. I'm not really a sci-fi kind of guy when it comes to reading, but that's just me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The metaverse is investable is the angle that I want to come out of this with. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Ready Player One, it's a lot more accessible than Snow Crash. Got to match it. Snow Crash will eventually be made into an HBO series. The metaverse is a sci-fi concept where humans put on some sort of headset or smart glasses allow them to live. Zuckerberg's trying to co-opt it, but he has no product to co-opt it with, which is the, the odd part about it. Um, Iceland's mocking Zuckerberg. They have a Zuckerberg lookalike introducing viewers to the Icelandverse, a place of enhanced actual reality without silly-looking headsets. So this is getting really into the mainstream now, and it's just a matter of time before there's a segment on... Saturday Night Live with Mark Zuckerberg and a headset in virtual reality. It's too easy to make poke fun at, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Interesting of note, youngest Astro World victim, nine-year-old boy placed in a coma has died. We are going to have 
I don't know. Is this just part of life? Sending your kids to concerts and telling them, like, don't get too much in the crowd. And then, you know, the first thing they're going to go is go to the crowd, right? But Ezra Blunt, a nine-year-old boy placed in a medical coma, induced coma, has passed. And it, it just, again, it's Ticketmaster has a history of people dying at their events. And I think it's fair to say, and don't get mad at me when I say this because it's a little bit rude. Have you ever bumped up against security at a concert and they give you attitude a little bit too quickly? Do you give them attitude right back? It's not the best trained position. They're not skilled doctors. I'm not saying everyone in security is bad. But there's a problem there. And Ticketmaster has an issue. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. It's tragic to see a nine-year-old boy dead at a concert. It's tragic. You find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.